0: Hey there, and welcome to the She Calls Her Shots podcast. Every week, we chat through different business building topics that will help you gain clarity around your goals, find inspiration in your journey, and also help you create a life and a business that you love. My name is Krista, and I'm a wedding and brand photographer and your go-to no-fluff business coach. In these episodes, we talk through both the tactical strategies, habits, and the mindset work that will help you take those really big leaps. And we always focus on the real talk and the behind the scenes of what it takes to create a sustainable and a thriving business. Because let's be honest, the work isn't always glamorous, but it's always worth it. So girlfriend, let's make some moves and start calling our own shots. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the She Calls Her Shots podcast. This week, we are talking specifically towards wedding photographers, and I know that a lot of my episodes, uh, the things that I love to really chat through are kind of general business building tips and strategies and ways that we as creative and online entrepreneurs can really get our foot in the door and build momentum and feel really proud of the business that we're building, but... This week's we are talking specifically towards wedding photographers, and my guest host that I have today is Carissa, and she was a wedding photographer, um, kind of turned coach for other creatives and other photographers. And so today we're really chatting through different strategies around short-term and long-term, how to, um, you know, get on vendor lists, how to feel confident and comfortable in your sales calls, um, kind of just having some conversations around how we can better uh, market and promote ourselves and um, just a little bit more about our journeys also and how we've got to where we are today and what brought us here. And so to give you a little bit of background, so Carissa is a hopeless romantic who has turned her love for love stories into a successful photographer, both as a, uh, or a successful career, excuse me, both as a photographer and as a coach. And as an award winning wedding photographer, she started business coaching and her mission is to help serious photographers go from feeling stuck to becoming six figure industry leaders. And she created her wedding photography business in Southern California, and within her career has shot over 200 weddings in destinations spanning the globe, including Paris, Hawaii, and Thailand. And so like I said, today, we are really just kind of having an honest conversation around ways that we can get on the vendor list, you know, some tips that we have around making the sale and nailing the sales call. And so I am excited for you to dive in and listen to today's episode. Um, As always, I would love for you to share this on Instagram. Instagram, if there's something that resonates with you, if you're like, oh, this is something that I hadn't even thought of, or um, oh, you know, this was something that I would love to do also in my career, even if it's just something that you think that would be beneficial for another photographer to hear, I would love for you to share on Instagram and tag me at krista.marie.photography. But all of that said, let's go ahead and dive into this episode with Carissa. Hello, Carissa. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Krista. What's up? I'm so excited. I get to see you again. I mean our listen my listeners don't know, but we just met last week and I get to see you again already, which yes, is so great. <laughs> you're
1: gonna be on my podcast get a heck yes with Carissa Wu tomorrow. So you can come off talking about creative visualization. It's gonna be epic.
0: Uh, well I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today talking through how to best, especially for photographers, getting on the vendor list, which is something that is so crucial. Like I think it's such a great way of being able to kind of quickly build your business Uh Um, and then some sales tips. So I know it'll be great. Yay! So, but before we dive in, tell us a little bit more about you, who you are, what you do, all the good stuff. I'm Carissa Wu and
1: I'm in LA and I've been a wedding photographer for 13 years. So I'm a veteran, been doing it since my early 20s. Now I'm a mom of two, and now I'm a coach for wedding photographers, and I help wedding photographers get automated leads because people want to make money. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, I have a podcast, like I just said, and it's all about how to get a heck yes from your dream clients, and that's me.
0: I love that. When I love like I love getting to talk to other veterans who've been in it for so long. And I think it's so interesting when we all kind of reach that point where we're like, I still love weddings, but also let me help others do this. Yes,
1: (laughs) and it's more of a like less travel time too. I I love weddings, don't get me wrong, and I'm never gonna like I think it's literally the best job in the world, but when you have uh, two kids, it's hard to be gone on, like, the weekends,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, yeah, I've always been kind of, like, a coach at heart. I always, you know, been very generous with um, just talking, sharing my wisdom, just like you said on my podcast, um, and the same questions would come up over and over again, and, yeah, I just turned it into a little group coaching program with, like, a full-on curriculum, and it's been awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I love that. I know it's so interesting. I guess you don't really think of, or maybe it was just me, but I didn't really think about like when I was really signing up and committing to doing weddings, I didn't think about the long-term effects of like the fact that that would mean that like literally all the weekends would be gone. Yeah. Um, and I thought about that, like, especially during busy seasons, it's like you, your friends, you get the text. It's like, Hey, y'all want to hang out this weekend. And like, you're the one person that's like, you guys have fun. I know. um, Catch you later. So it's just like an interesting trade-off, but it is also, it's like, it's so rewarding, but it's nice to be able to at least scale it back a little bit.
1: I know. I was, I was pretty jealous that, The year everyone turned thirty—that's when everyone was having the big like yacht parties and like super awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Yeah, i I'm looking at
0: thirty. I know. I was looking at people's like thirty like birthday trips. Like this one girl, I know she like went to Thailand with like a big group of her friends, and I was like,
1: Yeah, like who does that? But yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I, I missed out on a lot of those parties, and I did get a little FOMO. Um, that's yeah. why I always try to plan people's birthdays and I'm like, okay, do it on this ahead day of time. Friday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will keep this date open for you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, let's go ahead and kind of jump into just like some of, I love like getting to learn from other creatives and other established business owners. So I'd love to kind of first kick things off with how, what do you feel like in your 13 years of being in business, what like few things do you feel like have been really the most um, like transformational for you. So they can be like strategies that you've learned or like concepts that you've learned, or if they can be like things that you've actually like implemented or, um, like values that you live by, but is there anything that you feel like, wow, this like really, I feel like changed the way that I approached my business.
1: Yeah. So I think just, just to start it off, like if you want to be a wedding photographer, you have to have a badass portfolio. <laughs> And sorry, but that's not really what I teach. Um, I do give coaching like strategies, how to get that and like to do style shoots and, you know, get your, your brand going. But I'm more about like how to make everything like automated. Um, Mm -hmm. That's with like the one piece of great content, which is like the lead magnet and warming people up through like the email sequence and also like running ads to that lead magnet, just starting the conversation because If you've been in the game for about like three, four years, people will finally catch on to you. Like, oh, Chris is a wedding photographer. You know, you get on some vendor list and you could get the ball rolling, but it takes years and years. Um, so I try to find out, I try to like figure out a way to kind of do it faster (laughs) instead of like have, you have to like rely on people like loving you and then hope, hoping they like, you know, tell their friends and, um, Mm. That's that's great way. It's a long it's a long game, but you could do things a little bit faster. And that's like the tech side. So learning that um, a lot of people don't do that in the wedding industry, but they do it more in like the coaching industry um, and business industry. So I kind of had to like adopt um, strategies from other departments and put it into the wedding photography industry.
0: Hey friend, I want to make sure you know about my upcoming free workshop, Seasons of Growth. This workshop is going to be super valuable to photographers that want to learn how to maintain a thriving photography business in the midst of the slower seasons. I know how frustrating it can feel when inquiries aren't coming in, especially when you see other photographers booking out their sessions consistently. This workshop is going to be classroom style and super interactive, meaning that you're going to get real-time coaching from me on how you can create more momentum and visibility inside your business, meaning more inquiries coming in and more booked clients. These are the same strategies that I've used to help my one-to-one clients book more sessions, and I'm bringing them all to you during the workshop. You can learn more and save your spot by visiting heychristamarie.com forward slash workshop. I can't wait to see you there. Yeah, that's like, I well, sales in general. I think what I've found with wedding photographers, like we get really uncomfortable with sales. Like thinking about selling to people, it's like we would rather just like let people do the selling for us and like not really have to like sell ourselves in like ways where we have lead magnets or ads or we're talking about it like we're showing the value that we have. Uh, people tend to kind of shy away from that, I think.
1: Yeah, I think you really have to believe that you are the best wedding photographer and step into your power. And then with that said, like if I do get an inquiry, I actually really like to hop on a call with them. I know it's not the mm-hmm. most automated thing and maybe people could just book with just, you know, a click of a button. But I wanna know like all about their wedding and I wanna pick their brains and I wanna get to know their personality and their love story because when I'm invested into them, I feel like the day is so much more fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so important to you, no ma- really, no matter what industry you're in. Like, I think that there's always going to be someone that will tell you that there's going to be a faster, easier, quicker way of like automating things and not wasting your time. But I think at a certain point, it's like you get to decide as a business owner, like what's more important to me? Like, is it more important to me that I'm booking the right people and like making sure that this is like a good fit? I remember I was talking to a, um, a photographer a couple of years ago and she had mentioned, she's like, yeah, some of my couples, like, I don't even talk to them. They just, like, book and, like, pay the deposit and all this stuff. And I just remember thinking, like, I can't even imagine booking a client and, like, not having gotten on the phone with
1: them. Yeah, like, you want to know who they are, if they're, like, real people.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important, yeah, like, stretch yourself a little bit, like, learn some of the tech side, learn some of the selling side that might not feel a little bit as obvious because that can actually help, like, be so beneficial.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I loved how you, like, talked about on your podcast when you stepped into your power of, like, who you truly want to work with. I think that's so important. And if you talk to any coach, they're going to go over your, you know, ideal client avatar, like, who you truly want to work with. And I know it's really hard because you're going to say, oh, I like garden weddings. I like beach weddings. I like
0: like everything. Anything that's pretty.
1: But (laughs) no, a coach will help you kind of like niche it down because I think you should be known for something because it's going to help you Mm -hmm. book weddings and raise your prices. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, speaking of that, so I'd love to kind of dive into the main thing that we're going to talk about today. So getting on the vendor list, I'd love to hear like some tips that you have for that because I think that that's in a very underused and kind of underrated approach that people aren't necessarily thinking of? Because I think like a lot of the times we're, we are so focused on our couples, which is great. Or like the clients that we're working with, but then we kind of like let these other things like slip because we feel like they're not as important.
1: Yeah. I think it's good to talk about this, especially on your podcast, because I think photographers don't realize how beneficial it is to be on a vendor list. And they don't think they're worthy to get on one, especially when they're just starting out. So they kind of feel like, oh, I'm, you know, who am I to be on this vendor list? Or, you know, you have to be a wedding photographer for seven years to be on a vendor list like I did. I took like seven years into my business to get on my first one. And, and then I got on like eight in one year. So it's very mindset You like me and you always talk about, Um and yeah, just understanding that you are worthy of getting on this list and it could be a lifetime of referrals.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, so much of building a business is mindset. Like we get in our own way most of the time. <laughs> we do. We do.
1: And I think like, you know, hopefully like whatever I say today will resonate with your audience to just kind of start networking. Um, I know some people that coach with me, it was, I had to like help them with a lot of blocks. Like this girl was a wedding photographer for about seven years and she felt like almost, you know, for lack of better words, like too good to try to reach out to people again. Like her mm-hmm. leads kind of dried up and like, she's like, what's going on? She moved a couple times and she was like, Oh, like I've been doing this for so long. I feel kind of silly. Like that I have to start reaching out to planners or venues. Mm -hmm. And so I had to help her, like, get over that mindset and kind of, you know, start reaching out again. And she started reaching out, and she would get those, like, you know, I call them vendor walk-through meet-and-greets. So you could kind of, like, take photos of their area, their venue. You can network with them. You could kind of give them some coffee or add value with, like, brand photos or... I don't know. There's so many ideas to kind of network. Um, But yeah, she started Mm -hmm. doing that and she finally got on like a list and um, she started getting inquiries from it. So super crazy.
0: Yeah. I think I'm so glad that you talked about that because I think again, like a very underrated thing is like putting, well, first point to what you said is like, it can feel really tricky to like realize that oh I still need to reach out to people. It was really funny because when I transitioned from like just doing weddings to also doing coaching, I had to do a lot of like putting myself out there, like connecting with people, talking with people, and it reminded me that like oh, this is actually a really valuable thing to do. Like and it like feels a little weird when you've been doing something for so long, but I'm so glad you brought that up because I really think the relationships that you make, you have no idea where those are going to take you. Yeah. And I think sometimes we we don't value that maybe as much as we should. Um, it feels like it's a waste of time. But, like, sometimes you could just, like, you could randomly connect with some person who's going to become, like, just the most loyal, loving person of your brand who's going to, like, tell like tell everyone about it. And so it's, like, so, it's so, so important to, like, have that as something that you can utilize and not feel so awkward yeah. reaching out to people.
1: No, what was that thing you were telling me about brain plasticity
0: oh like the well yeah like the um what's it called
1: neuroplasticity (laughs) I can't say that word plasticity (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's like once you kind of change this energy of like a shift of energy Mm -hmm. of like networking it actually becomes pretty easy and you can make good rapport with someone in like seconds um like if you went to like a DJ and you gave him like a fist pump and be like what up like what's your name I'm Carissa you know let's do a selfie or whatever like they can remember you that way. And it's just about creating these Mm -hmm. connections. And if you're working with a planner, like, you know, two seconds, Hey, like how long have you been doing this? How's, you know, after COVID life and how are your bookings this year? And how'd you get started? Like real fast and say, Hey, I can't wait to work with you again. You were awesome to work with, you know, after you leave and give them a hug. Um, That could go a long way. And just that that, like change of energy could really help you. And like you said, like you never know who you're going to talk to and, who's going to be like an advocate for your brand. So it's always good to have that mindset of like, hey, like you got to kind of, you kind of got to work it.
0: Yeah. And I think it takes, cause I know for like a lot of photographers or like people who are just starting off in their business, it can be really stressful going into like a wedding day or going into like a shoot. Cause you're so in your own head about like, I need to make sure I do a good job, like blah, blah, blah. So I think it's so important to like, do this mindset work that we're talking about, like do this all ahead of time because like you can't all of a sudden expect that you're going to show up at the wedding and be like oh I got this like you have to continuously work on that on like a day-to-day basis so that way you can show up on the day of and you you can get out of your own head a little bit and then you can focus on what energy am I bringing to other people like how am I going to connect how am I going to serve these people today like but a lot of times I know especially for new photographers like we you get so in your own head of like Oh, I hope I do a good job that you miss out on a lot of these like other ways of connecting with other people.
1: No, I think, I think no one talks about that too, because I know people think like DJs, they're putting on a show and they're performing for, you know, their potential clients, but it's the same thing for wedding planners and wedding photographers because people are watching you and a lot of them are going to get engaged soon or already engaged and they're wanting to book their vendors and they're wanting to see like you're doing a good job. You're on your A game. You know you're you look professional. You look like you know what you're doing. And if you do a good job and they see that, pretty much they'll book you like either on the on the spot or in their heads, and they'll reach out to mm-hmm. you like that following week.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and especially like depending on what age, I, my listeners are kind of like in that like early thirty age range, and I feel like especially in California, like this is like prime time. <laughs> For when people are, like, getting engaged, getting married, like, really thinking about all that. So, like, you have so many potential clients that are going to be around you all the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got in this business, like, 2009. And that's when the recession happened. And I was working in corporate. But I was working, like, crazy hours. And I was just so young. But the cool thing about wedding photography... Um, it's pretty much recession proof, not so much pandemic proof, but recession proof. And people are always going to be getting married because I don't know, wedding photography is something that people will spend the money. And that's like the cool thing about the business, but it also makes it competitive because Mm -hmm. it is kind of cool. Like, oh, wow, people, wedding photographers make this much money. Like I could do that. Um, so people get in, but I think this one mentor of mine long time ago, like 13 years ago, told me like, It's very easy to get in the business, but it's hard to stay in. So you need, Mm -hmm. like, obviously systems and you need, like, a way to get leads um, pretty much all the time. So you'll always be in in business.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it's it's really important to, like, to that point. It's, like, really important to be focusing on that and, like, focus on just a couple ways of doing it. Because I think for a lot of us, like, photographers, we get so like shiny objects around like all of the different ways that we could like get leads in our business and Uh we start like stretching ourselves really thin Mm -hmm. and it's like stop and like think about like what are the things that are going to be the most valuable like getting on a vendor list is definitely one because like couples are going and like ready to book and they want to like book other vendors Mm -hmm. at the same Mm -hmm. time. So that's like number one. Mm -hmm. And then two, like you were saying, I think it's really great to like put yourself out there. Like if you have money to spend on ads, if you have a really great freebie, even if you don't spend money on ads, just talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Like get a Pinterest account, put it out there like all the time, like always be talking about it so that you're always drawing people to it. But like focus on like a couple things. You don't need to like do all the things, like just focus on the things that feel like they're going to be the best, like return of investment for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, well said, because you could have that, you know, squirrel brain where, you know, you, you feel like you're never doing enough and that's just kind Mm -hmm. of like a slippery slope to depression. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and I think we fall into that a lot. Like especially it's, it's hard to, because you'll hear like some of my clients that i worked with too, like they struggle with, like everyone kept talking about like when we're recording this, it's like mid 2022, mm-hmm. but everyone this whole year has been talking about, there's going to be the most weddings ever in 2023. Mm-hmm. And like, everybody's booked up and like every, no one has availability. And then like, I'll talk to some of my clients and they're like, I am like struggling to book people. I feel like I'm a failure. What's wrong with me? And it's like, it's so easy to then get into that mindset of, oh, like I'm not booking enough people. So now I need to go and like try to do all the things to like get people to come to me. Mm. But that's like such a, like you were saying, it's such a slippery slope because when you start doing that, you're going to get burnt out so fast Mm. and you're probably not going to attract that many people because you're spreading yourself so thin. Totally.
1: I got super lucky in my career because I started early before social and Mm -hmm. I had, I only got to focus on my blog. Um, That's it. I didn't do any networking. I did a kick-ass job, which you're supposed to do as a wedding photographer. And I, my blog was my baby. Like I would spend four or five hours on the blog post and it would be badass. And then, you know, I was, you know, hopefully people would share it. I would post on Mm -hmm. Facebook, like that venue I would get people through there. I would um, put some keywords in it. And that's all I had to do. And I was so blessed that I got that. And then after social media came in, it's just like, you know, everything, you know, everyone's trying to like, tell you to do this and tell you to do that. Pinterest, SEO, Reels, you know, like, it's so much. So just give yourself like a plan, like, a weekly plan and just kind of like time block and then know what you want to accomplish that week and then be consistent mm-hmm. about it um and yeah just stop doing everything
0: yeah well i think blog- blogging going back to that is like yeah how great is that because the seo that you probably had just from years of doing that because like you said you didn't it's not like it was an option and you were just missing out on social media. Like it literally wasn't a thing to do that yeah. back then. And it's so, I think that's also another underrated thing right now where it's like, it's so easy for us to get lost in all of the other techniques, but you have to understand that like blogging is like so crucial, but it is kind of a longer term thing. So Mm -hmm. committing to it and knowing that I'm not going to put all my eggs into this one basket. I'm not going to only blog. And that's the only thing I do, but I think it is another thing because that's such a great way of like linking to other venues, Mm -hmm. linking to other vendors, like kind of creating those connections can be so beneficial. And it, it's I feel like more lasting than like an Instagram post that just gets like lost in someone's feed.
1: Yeah, I know we're not talking about that subject today. But I think for you wedding photographers or any wedding uh, vendors out there, you should have at least like seven like badass like blog posts. And it doesn't have to be like a full on wedding, it could answer a bride's question, um, or pain Mm -hmm. point. Um, But I think people do want to see like, just like your work, you know, unless you post your whole full gallery on your websites and put that in your blog post. Um, yeah, I think you should definitely focus on at least seven blog posts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey there. Just interrupting briefly to mention that if you're really enjoying this episode, you'll probably also love being on my email list. Each week, I send out tips and resources and inspiration to make building your business feel more fun. We dive deeper into the podcast episodes, we share relatable and sometimes embarrassing stories about the real life behind the scenes of being a business owner, and I love to share tips and resources to help make the journey feel a little easier and a little bit more enjoyable. So head on over to kristamarielynch.com and enter in your info to join. Well, getting back to, do you have any like, so for wedding photographers, for anyone who really kind of has these discovery calls or like calls with their clients that are potentially looking at booking with them or hiring them, do you have any quick like kind of sales tips for like getting like a, I guess as your podcast says.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I do like a little 30 minute zoom call with them and I really hype it up like I have like super good energy I'm super stoked for them and I ask them like wedding related photography related questions like what are you looking for and the wedding photographer that opened this up like the whole entire conversation and I like to pick their brain and then I show them an actual album and I just kind of screenshotted my favorite wedding and then I walk them through the day um, and mm-hmm. I just share my screen to Canva and Through that wedding, I kind of just ask them about their wedding, like first look and family dynamic and if they're pretty dancers, you know, what's the vibe and pretty much just get to know them, their wedding is and kind of offer tips of how to get the best like wedding photos because I just tell them like, hey, I'm not the planner. I don't have to know like every nitty gritty detail, but I want to help you get like the best wedding photos and Mm -hmm. I'm very invested in their love story because when I'm at a wedding for like, you know, eight, nine hours, like it's really fun for me and that's why I've been doing it for so long and I think some people don't like weddings and, you know, they'll kind of get out of the business. They'll do commercial or they'll do studio photos or whatever, but for wedding photographers, we're very like emotional people and we're very Mm -hmm. like hopeless romantic So we want to know their love story. And then when it comes to their day, we're just like crying, like we're like listening to the speeches, we're just like so invested. And then by the time like it's over, we just feel like our heart is so full, like it's just so special.
0: It is. Well, and I think it's so important, like you said, take the time to get to Really get to know them because I think for a lot of photographers, it can feel like a lot of days are the same, but really the way that you capture a wedding day could be so different based on like their dynamics, like, you know, how, like how they interact with each other, what's important to them, what's not important to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I love that. I think it's like really spending that time to invest, like you said, like get to know them, walk them through, give them tips. I think that's so great that you do that because I think some photographers get nervous that that if they're going to like share too much. In a discovery call, that they're gonna like not book them and then like use like run away and like use the tips. But it's like if you're showing them, Uh if you're showing them how much value you can add like in this call and like here's just like our first call that I'm gonna share with you, Uh like they'll be so much more invested in like, wow, imagine like what she'll actually be able to do for us like through the planning process and like on the wedding day itself.
1: No, I think, yeah. And a couple more tips is I. You know, share my deliverables, and I add like a really like fun bonus at the end to get that heck yes on the call. It could be like a free hour, a free canvas, or a free, um, pretty much anything. Like if you don't want to spend that much money, you could give them like a sixteen by twenty print, which costs like mm-hmm. thirty five bucks. Um, so just create creative, but people love bonuses. It's like a mm-hmm. sales psychology thing.
0: Yeah. Do you have them? Do they have to like say? So they have to say yes, like on the call, and like send over all your stuff like kind of that's the that's like how you go about that.
1: Yeah, you want to know if they're going to say yes or not because if they say no, oh, we're talking to our parents, we don't know our budget. You want to pick their brain more mm-hmm. and just say like, you know, what are your concerns? Um and like just kind of sell yourself a little bit more. Um and I feel like you for me, I kind of know the answer like that 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 call like there's no questioning after and if they if i don't hear them from them for like 24 hours i i just assume that they went with someone else <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah it moves really it moves really fast like, i feel like
1: <laughs> yeah photography like is a really like i said emotional emotional thing like oh they have to mm-hmm. love their wedding photographer and you know they have to really trust their photographer so you're just pretty much gaining their trust like during that call and you kind of could know that they're trusting you by the end of the call. And another pro tip I will give your listeners is you kind of have to ask like, um, kind of deep questions at the end, just like, you know, what do you love most about each other and just really get inside their heads. Mm -hmm. And then you could kind of slowly see their guard coming down because Mm -hmm. they just start speaking from their heart. And that's Mm -hmm. when, you know, you kind of like you have this connection and for wedding photography, it's all about connection from the inquiry to the sales call to shooting their engagement to the wedding. It's like you are like truly connected to them Um, and Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to have this like amazing client experience.
0: Yeah, I love that one, even just the flow of what you just mentioned, because it's like kicking off the call with like getting to know them, really getting invested with them, walking them through showing value, kind of selling yourself, like your services, what they're going to get, but then ending not in a place of like, okay, here's, here's what you're going to get necessarily like do you want to book with me or not? It's like kind of ending still in that connection-based feeling of like, like really deep, dig deep. Tell me more. Like, I want to know like all about you. And then like, we connected so well. Here's this extra thing that I want to give to you because like, we're such a great fit. I blah, blah, blah. But it's like, Mm -hmm. you kind of like take them through this whole journey on the call, but it's like all like very purposeful.
1: Yeah. And I've talked to thousands of brides. And one thing I notice is they actually don't really have a set budget for photography, or just in general, like, it's very, they're just wanting to get, like, the best thing for their buck, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it could be from, like, their budget could be from, like, $2,500 to, like, 7000 It's just, they want to know, like, what are they actually getting from you as a photographer? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they could take money from their flower budget and push it to photography, or they cannot get that, like, 360 photo booth and put that to photography. So, photography is definitely, like, the number one kind of like priority in your wedding. So they yeah, just I think it's like the best value.
0: I think it's like venue. And then I think it's like photography. Like I feel yeah, like oh, it's yeah, one yeah, of the right, biggest, right. yeah, yeah, no, but it's like, I mean, the venue will obviously be, well, depending on where you live like, the venue, if you're in California, the venue will definitely be a large chunk of your budget, yeah, but it's yeah. like outside of food. I mean, like, depending on the size of your wedding, I feel like photography is like one of the biggest things that you're supposed to budget for. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the thing is, like, knowing what they're going to get and also, like, why it matters. Because I think a lot of the time, like, they just – like, some of the brides I've talked to, they want – like, they want really pretty photos, but I don't think they quite understand, like – what sets people apart like mm. can I just go to this person with like a really good camera like and like get the same photos and it's like really selling that experience like that you were talking about earlier where it's like really showing the value of like this is what sets me apart from someone with like a really good camera like if if that's all it took like it'd be really easy anyone could go out and spend a lot of money and all of a sudden they're like a great photographer
1: totally. um, so like being
0: able to like sell that and like show the value.
1: Yeah. Even with my coaching business, I've heard great advice and it's not about the bells and whistles. It's not even about my sales page. It's not about my curriculum. It's really selling this magical experience that they'll get with me in three months. And this transformation, like no one cares about like, Oh, you're going to get this sales script or you're going to get these seven modules. Like Mm -hmm. they're kind of like, okay, like how am I going to transform? And then Mm -hmm. for, you know, bride and grooms are kind of like, Okay. At the end of the day, like, are we going to get this magical experience and are we going to get these epic wedding photos? That's what you're selling. Yeah, exactly. That's so
0: important. Well, is there any other, before we kind of dive into the next question, is there any other like final tips around like vendor list or sales or anything that you wanted to add in? Um, I think you could offer, like I said, like
1: branding shoot photos to um, venues and you could just DM them and just say like, can I bring you guys coffee or your team coffee You know, always follow up and if you shot there you can make them a Mm -hmm. nice album. That's always, you know, really awesome because who doesn't want it like a beautiful album of their venue? And yeah, just constantly network and you know, share your sneak peeks right
0: away, get people's numbers. Yeah, you gotta work it. Yeah. I think too, it's so important like finding a few venues that you love, that you would love to shoot at. If you don't have any content there, like how great is it to be able to just like, obviously call ahead of time if if they want, if you can bring them a coffee or surprise them with something, but like show up, take photos of the venue. Cause not only will you be able to serve them in like, I'm happy to share these photos with you. Like obviously- Of course, if they can, like, tag you or mention you or whatever it is. But then on your side, you also have those images now that you can showcase on your Instagram, on your blog. Like, you can show this venue that you really want to work at. So it's, like, it's a win-win for everybody. And you're, like, at the same time building connections and networking, which is... one of the best things that you could do anyway.
1: Yeah. And people don't think about that. So I hope we like kind of expanded people's brains today.
0: Yeah. Even for me, it's like, you need that reminder of like, not everything lives on this phone. Like not everything Mm -hmm. that I need to be doing in my business, like lives on my phone and like social media and all this stuff. Like it's like, sometimes it takes that reminder of like, oh yeah, I actually need to just like go out into the world and like do this stuff that I want to do. Kind of like start to going back to like visualization. It's like create that energy that you want to have. You want to shoot at this venue? Well then like, Go to this venue and like take pictures and like blog about it and share the photos. Like, but I think we just get on our own way a lot of times. So yeah, and it goes so back I'm to glad you that, like
1: that. Steve Jobs' uh, quote: "Kind of like the relationship gets better and better." So mm-hmm. once you get on the list and you have like a couple weddings on your belt, and then you know people inquire, and then you could just say, "Oh, look at these past like three weddings I did," and you know that's an automatic booking if they like the photos. Um, yeah, because. You don't have to do much selling because they're like, I want that. I want my Mm -hmm. phone to look like that. And you're like, yeah, I just want it. And they already,
0: and they can see themselves in it because it's literally the place that they're getting married. So it's like very easy for them to just put themselves in the pictures. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, for any of my listeners that are kind of in their first couple of years, whether they're photographers or online business owners, do you have any tips that you wish that like someone would have told you? Like when you were first starting off, do you have anything that you're like, just keep these like one or two things in mind?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know how to answer that, but I feel cause there's so many like things to focus on, but I think I would say like, make sure you have an email list because your first year clients, they could be pretty much like your whole referral base. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, retention, um, they could, you know, hire you for maternity and other shoots, baby shoots, family shoots. So Always keep like them in contact and then your list will keep growing and growing and growing and you'll just have like this lifetime of leads. So kind of learn email marketing, um, learn lead magnets, email sequences, all that, because it's going to save you a lot of time.
0: Mm hmm. I love that too. And I think a lot of the time too, that's another thing that I think we can overcomplicate as photographers. Cause I remember I was talking to someone who was like, I feel like I'm in a slow season. I need to make some money. And I was like, okay, well all of your past clients, like, can you reach out to them and offer whatever it is? Like if it's a special or you're doing mini sessions or whatever. And I was like, oh, do you have like a place that has all of your like past clients? And they were like, no. (laughs) And I was like, oh, even something as simple as like A Google Sheet or like something where you could easily like copy and like paste all of the emails of the people that you've like worked with in the past. It's like if the, yeah, like if that's from this one tip, if there's one thing you take from that, like just go through all the people that you've booked with and just put them in one place and you can easily like reach out to them again and ideally in an email marketing platform. But if that feels complicated, like put them in a Google Sheet and then like, get really comfortable with like sending emails to them. But I think that's such an important tip is like keeping them engaged and connected. Cause you never know who they have in their network or like what they might need in the future.
1: Totally. People want photos, branding shoots, new businesses all yeah. the time, Instagram photos. Like, yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I, I like, I just think back in like to my college days and I would like have a crappy computer and then like my work would like get deleted and I'd be like devastated. So <laughs> (laughs) It's kind of like that. Like, I hate doing work again. Like, imagine doing Mm -hmm. a blog post for four hours and then, like, it got deleted. Like, it's kind of like the same mentality. Like, you shoot this amazing Mm -hmm. wedding, like, have their content, like, be in contact with them, like, Mm -hmm. the rest of your lives. And that's so much, like, money and so much, so many shoots that you could get for a lifetime. So you don't have to keep, like, you know, getting new clients.
0: Yeah. And I love like, and then when you get those clients and then they're sharing all these photos, right. With like all like, it just like continues to build and grow. And it's just, it's always so good to keep in contact. Yes. Amen. I love that so much. Okay. Well, is there <laughs> last question, is there a book or a resource or is there something that you feel like has really helped you, um, in your business that you like to always recommend to other people?
1: Ooh, I know. I, I read this really fast and I didn't get to think about it. So, a
0: book or a podcast. Okay. Or it could be anything. Like, it could be a YouTube video. It could be like anything that you feel like was just kind of like an interesting take on something. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't, uh,
1: there's so many things. Like, me and you are like total podcast junkies. (laughs) Um, Half the time, I'm also
0: like, I know I heard this somewhere, but I couldn't tell you where I heard it. (laughs) Totally.
1: I really like the book i was telling you before we recorded like do less by kate northrup but it's about our menstrual cycles and after reading that i really got a grasp of like kind of my personality and my motivation level like throughout like the month so Mm -hmm. like depending on your cycle like say um right when you end like i get super like motivated and i start like wanting to plan stuff with friends and that's a great time to like start networking and then mm-hmm. like, as you're going to get closer to your menstrual cycle, then I get pretty like low, like kind of moody, kind of grumpy, you know, I want to cuddle like into my blanket and just kind of understanding that for myself has mm-hmm. actually helped me in business. Like, hey, when to be a go getter and when to rest. Um, yeah. So now if I'm like, you know, going to be grumpy, I'm just like, stay away from people. <laughs> like, I don't want to get in a fight. <laughs>
0: Stay away from your husband. Well so I love that you're the second person now that's mentioned that book and I, that's something I've always been so interested in. So I think this is like my sign that I need to go read this because I think that especially as business owners, when we are the ones planning our schedules, this is so important to know because sometimes I'll think like, oh, I'll get to this next week. Uh-huh. But really at the end of the day, like next week might come and like because of how I'm feeling emotionally, like it may not be the time <laughs> that yeah. I like want to write blog posts or like be creative. So I think that's such an important thing I feel like all this whole episode is like nobody really talks about this this is undervalued or underutilized but like I think that's another thing that um can be so interesting because I just feel like the more information we have about that uh-huh. just the better equipped we'll be
1: yeah because I think it's so easy to be a go-getter because we're like entrepreneurs we're taught to hustle but I think it's going to burn you out at the end of the day so Kind of like, yeah, you could hustle for those couple of years, but you don't eventually you're going to have to learn like, Hey, like what's mm-hmm. going to work for me for the long run? I, I also have like mm-hmm. an app called like flow and it's funny. Sometimes I'll feel like so tired and then my app will be like, you're going to feel tired today. So it's, it's so interesting. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, you yeah. got me, you know, so just understanding That's like so your moods sense. because us women, we're, we're moody.
0: Yeah, I know. I actually, it's interesting. I have, I think I have a, um, it's not in for a couple of weeks, but I think I did have someone coming on the podcast who's going to talk about this. So now I'm like, okay, I want to be like prepared, like ah. to, like knowledgeable ahead of time. So now this is like, I'm going to go read this and like, learn more about this. Cause I think, yeah, it'll just be so beneficial when you're like planning out your business goals to know like what's realistic and what's maybe not so realistic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you helped me so much. Like after our talk, I really started trying to like Visualize my my whole business um, and not trying to do everything and trying to meditate more in the morning um, and listen to that girl's podcast for money mindset because we, we all talked about like oh, yeah. everything's
0: money mindset. Um, yeah, so much comes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love creative village. I always struggle saying it. Like creative <laughs> visualization. It's like it's such it's so powerful. So I'm glad that we were able to chat about that. And yeah, if you're like, what are you talking about? I've talked about it on the podcast a few times, but, um, if you pop over to Chris's podcast, uh, get a heck yes. Um, we had a whole episode on it. So yes, it's so good. (laughs) Awesome. Well, and I'll also link that in the show notes too. So if anyone wants to go listen, you can do that too. Um, but Chris, thank you so much. This was so wonderful today. Um, let us know where can we find you? Like, tell us all the good stuff. Yeah, if you want to
1: check out my work to see if I'm legit, you could go to (laughs) Photography, W-O-O. And then my coaching business is Carissa Wu. And my website is heckyesmedia.co. And you could hear all about my coaching program.
0: Love that. Great. Well, I'll I'll include all those links below too. So you can easily click on that, but thank you so much. It's always such a joy to talk to you today. Um, so thank you so much for, for coming onto the show.
1: Thank you, Krista Maria. Loved it.
0: One last thing before you go, I'd absolutely love it. If you left a review on Apple podcasts, or if you've already left a review, I'd love for you to share this episode with your business bestie. I love getting to shout out my listeners on the show, and the more listeners that we have, the more that I can help others create a thriving and sustainable business too. Thank you so much again for being a part of this community, and I can't wait to hear your takeaways from today's episode.